seasonal anime fall pretty much we haven't talked about it too much since it started we've only mentioned it here and there so we want to dedicate this episode get you guys all familiar with what's coming out our opinions about the halfway points of most of these shows and give you a good feel about what you're getting into all right say what's up to the boys got justin over here yeah i know he's, I know he's gonna do it and we also got troy wow all right guys you ready for this I know I've watched like 12 shows or so. Troy's watched like seven. Dustin's watched like 0.5, something like that. Yeah, it's like one and a half, I think. (laughs) If if it's not Moggy, he doesn't have too much investment, you know, but it's Moggy's Moggy tier. So, you know, you got to let it slide every now and then. Yeah, the goat goat can just stay the goat. Yeah, the goat can stay the goat. You know how it is. All right. Instead of. Troy starting. I want to get a few of these anime out the way because I don't want to do too much talking in the latter half, so I might as well kill myself now. You know how it is? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So the first anime that I'm going to bring up is, I'm going to go alphabetical because I'm a simpleton like that, is Adachi to Shimamura, which is just, you know, Adachi and Shimamura. And it's pretty much a simple romance series between two high school girls, and I don't really want to say it's a romance series because it doesn't feel like that at times it feels like a friendship type thing at times but essentially the main female character just likes the other girl but she's never like you know i like you like that so it's a little weird in that premise the weird thing about the show is that it also has all these themes about space and like aliens and it's like a subplot with one of the characters introduced and every time she appears she like makes random noises. She's like going shwee, shwee, shwee. And she's making all these like noises that you're like, dang, that's super cute. But like also there's something wrong with this kid. And it could be like, when, you ever had those kids in like your neighborhood who are just super weird and oh, they yeah. like randomly run around and like do the weirdest crap. Dude, my just... neighbor, my neighbor made me call him Aaron Carter. So we tied him to a tree with fucking jump ropes and sprayed him with water guns. <laughs> Oh man, that's <laughs> literally good. had a super that's soaker fun. from like eight feet, and we're like, "Cause Aaron Carter, like, fuck off," you know? <laughs> it would have been cool if you'd been like, "Call me Deathblade," been like, "All right, that's dumb, Deathblade." But Deathblade. <laughs> it's like, "Call me Teen Pop Sensation," oh, <laughs> Aaron <gosh>. Carter. <laughs> I mean, Call yeah. me Disney Teen Boy Heartthrob. It was like, "What?" No, that's fuck hilarious. Off. So yeah, uh, it's pre- pretty much kids. that style of kid, but like it's a little girl, so you're not you're not you're probably not gonna do all of that, you know? Girls like, could, she, girls, girls could do it to her, yeah. Yeah, you know? she might need that. But but you know, it's not America, so you you don't you wouldn't see that one coming. You'd just be like, all right, let's beat up this child over here in Japan, you know, get the hooligans out. You know how it is? <laughs> like that would be completely unexpected. You got the goon squad on patrol to just beat up some alien chick. Oh man, that'd be good. I'd watch that show. I mean, yeah, but 
overall it's really just a simple romance and it's like slice of lifestyle so there's not too much to be said because if I basically say it's just the characters like warming up to each other and it's like that slow burn that you would get from a romance series so there's only so much that can be said about it now if anything interesting happens you know later on I'll be sure to mention it like hey this this character went to space and she nuked America you know if that happened I'd be like heck yeah we gotta mention that are there but, any you know, indirect kisses? Indirect? No, there's a lot of head pats and laying down in laps. So you got that going for you. Dude, that's so fucking lewd. That's pretty lewd, man. There's the occasional hand holding. I mean, that's a little bit on the sin side. In like, public? I, yes, in public. Like, I'd call thinking the Pope on this, but, you know, yeah, it's what anime. Yeah, going on with that generation? And the Pope, the Pope endorses anime nowadays. So, you know. Can't do anything about that. He's endorsing all kinds of shit. Oh yeah, this pope is something else, but that's that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> They're gonna sneak like pedophilia in the back door. That was unintended. That, that, that was the start of it. They didn't need to sneak it in, it was already there. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> he's just gonna be like, Oh, by the way, we do still support pedophilia. People will be like, That's cool, because he's a lot of anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's an anime reference, right? <laughs> but yeah. Overall, I've been enjoying the series, you know, like, I wouldn't say it's for everyone, clearly, but like, if you're into romance, slice of life, and you don't really care that's Yuri, then you're pretty much fine with that. And like, it's just a good series to watch, wholesome, you know, other than that lewd handholding, kind of like makes me use, lose, it makes me lose a couple of years on my life every time I see it, you know. Yeah, honestly, that's, that type of fan service is a little much for me. It's too much. You want to know another show that happens to do almost the exact same thing? Assault Lily Bouquet. Now, this series is based off of Japanese toy line, and they just decided to make it an anime. And it's almost the same thing as that, except it's about an all-female school, and all the girls destroy this ancient race. Of, well, it's not really ancient. It's relatively recent. A race of creatures that are constantly attacking and destroying humanity, you know, that general premise. Yeah. Except, you know, it's actually better than you would expect. With the same, like, Yuri-esque precept going on for it, because it's an all-female school, so there's only so much you'd expect in that angle. But, like, there's a lot of deeper layer to the characters and the story arcs that certain characters go through, like psychological warfare. And, like, so one of the main female leads, basically, she lost one of her seniors you know, in like a battle. And that same battle was pretty much what the main female character remembers her by. Or Bro, it sounds not the same battle, but a right lot before. Like Symphogear. It could be. I I might have heard of someone mention that. It could have been you, if I'm not wrong. You might have been the one who mentioned that. But like Oh maybe. It it could have been when we talked about it the first time. But yeah. Like yeah. there's a lot of mystery that goes on with the main character and her name is Riri which is like a pun on Lily, because in Japan, Lily would be pronounced they You see, didn't. it's big brain. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of conceptual stuff. And the group is called Lilies. So, you know, that's how this works. So, so she was pretty much meant for it, you know? It's very, very. Yeah, pretty much. And so the whole thing is like, she's the main character. And to her, she's like, I'm the underdog in the school. And she's not trying <clears> to be anything better. She just respects her senpai so much and so she wants to like 
be on her same team and all that. And she's like just hoping because she's like, you saved me, so I'm going to help you out. And the senpai pretty much, she's had like a traumatic history ever since she's lost her senior. And like she has this tough time like getting attached to people now. And she's pretty much really against that notion. So it's basically Ruri trying to warm up to her and like change everything. And basically, it's one of those things where it's like she she could potentially have this ability, which is just charisma, right? Like in anime, a character with charisma, yeah. leadership, that is like one of the best abilities you can have in subtext or whatnot. And she more or less probably has that. And it makes like a big difference to how the plot's going because she herself is like, I'm not doing anything. This is all like um, Yu Yu, her senpai. But everyone else is like no it's you and she just doesn't understand that because she's like so naive yeah. and she's like i didn't like this wasn't my world i grew up into like i only became a lily this year i wasn't like most of you have been doing this for even longer or anything like that and then you have this mystery about where the huge come from and all that and it's pretty cool how they do it especially because they introduce something new like every episode and there's like one or two episodes that's like slice of life filler type, but that's just yeah. like char character moments. And because it's not like essential to the story to just focus only on the plot. Like you want like those character episodes to give people a solid time and a break or anything like that. It's definitely one of the series I enjoy a lot more this season because I do have like, I basically, I could say I enjoy a lot of series a lot more because there's one show that I'm just going to harp on for like, however long I talk about it because it just deserves a good heartbeat. Dude, that show Assault Bouquet sounds like like shockingly similar to Synchro Gear. Like I don't know how to tell you. Like to the point where like I'm pretty sure a toy lion if, probably, if Synchro Gear is the same thing it could be. It's the noise attacking all girls, and the main character is at a concert where the two best noise fighters are performing the noise attacks. The two noise fighters are best friends. One of them dies, so her best mm -hmm. friend watches her best friend die. Then she has mm -hmm. to take on the new main character recruit mm -hmm. who's trying to get her to warm up to her after she just yeah. lost her best friend. It's not like one of those series that's going to have like a necessarily unique plot line it's pretty much like you yeah. get what you get and it's just execution at that point how much do you like the characters because yeah, like, if it's based on a toy line they're not trying to go all out with like an original story or anything like that they're trying to sell merch yeah so oh dude yeah like it'd be the same it's literally the same premise as like a manga they just don't have the source material like done for them but like animes to get book sales yeah. so so toys. you want to talk about Akudama Drive next? Oh yeah, the show's all right. Go for it. Hype, hype. Um, right. it's on Hulu, and it's bright and colorful as fuck. <laughs> I think you gotta I've sell said, me, Troy. Troy, you gotta sell I think me. I've on this. Said Tell before, me why it's like a ten out of ten. I think I've said before the aesthetic is like very, like grungy steampunk very similar to like uh fuck blade runner mm -hmm. and like uh final fantasy 
you know, like yeah. big robots with a glowing eye and there's steams everywhere and shit like that. It's tight. But yeah, like the 10 best terrorists, or not even 10, what is it? Six? Seven? No, it's like the six. It's however many there are. <laughs> I don't Yeah, I'm sorry. I, don't know I can't. I think the first episode is called Seven, so maybe I think, Seven? I think it's the five best terrorists in the country are gathered by a fucking cat. <laughs> and then these two, these two other ones who are not... One of them's called Swindler. She's not even a criminal. She just was, like, trying to save a cat and got mixed up in the shit. And the other one's, like, a low-level criminal mm-hmm. who just got, like, knocked down to the lowest level of the jail and then had to act like he was a badass. Oh, soft, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, that similar. So they end up hijacking this religious train and stealing its cargo, which turns out to be two little kids. And they got some... So it's always the kids, man. They're on some shit. I can't figure out. They're either science projects or they're, like, got some dope tech with them. They keep talking about professors, and he had a cool backpack that had cool little gadgets. Yeah. She's got a a flute. It's a brother and a sister. But, yeah, like, there's really, like, all the characters are pretty likable in the main terrorist group, which (laughs) the terror cell is fun to watch. But (laughs) the... They're technically the bad guys, but they're from the, like, government. So you, like, draw your own. That's for everyone. But uh, they're, like, the executioners. They're chasing the people. That's a pretty sick little, like, subplot. Because, like, I already said, it's, like, Smoker and Toshigi. Mm -hmm. But then this most recent episode, they reveal that, like, originally executioners were just, like, would run in solos. Like, yeah. Because they had basically had like suicide death wishes, they were like just as crazy as Akudama, but like with like a sense of justice. So they're just as willing to die as a fucking terrorist. So then they just kept dying and had like eighty or ninety percent mortality. I forget what it was, mm-hmm. but then they instituted a pupil system, where like they would all have a little mentee that would run their ops with them. Yeah. And then that gave them something like purpose and casualties went down to 30%. So then you're seeing that in like the executioners, like getting in a fist fight so that his apprentice doesn't have to like be on the hook for them. Keep like repeatedly failing. And you're like, Oh shit. Like it's kind of heavy. Like, I don't want to spoil this most recent episode because like someone dies draw yeah, your own people, fucking people conclusions. Do be dying. people do be dying and the cliffhanger for the episode is dope just because it was like it was a good i don't want to two people have a like a confrontation who you would like the least likely confrontation using the least likely means mm-hmm but like the way everything has gotten to that moment unfolded, it's been like a very like solid progression to get to that point. Yeah. And that's like 
the fucking B plot, which is engrossing as shit. Like the kids are on a getaway on the courier's bike. That's like a whole other thing. So I'm like, oh god damn, this show's tight. Especially because I just love any time people are like people are dying. Yeah, I love that government. Thing, man. I like death and government <laughs> corruption, and this one like sexy doctor bitch just refuses to die. She'll get, like, stabbed in the heart, and then just, like, 15 minutes later, be like, I stitched myself back up. It's like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) like, I guess you're good. She just cut you in half, but you're fine. Hey, it's a doctor, man. If they can't do it, who can? She's like, I barely was able to sew my bowels together, and it's like, were you using, like, a mirror to, like, you know, see the angles, or is it all feel? I don't know. Oh, yeah, and they lost their Sanji guy. Dang, sticking to the Sanji. One Piece. Yeah, because, like, he, there was a dude who basically was, like, wanted to get to his all blue. And then he had a chance, so he fucking took it. And it was, like, episode four, and it was like, all right. Hey. It, <laughs> you do you, my guy. Yeah, like, later, chef. He wasn't a perv, though, so I didn't... That's not Sanji. Yeah, he's not a chain-smoking Some, some nobody. So it's like, I don't know if I'm into that. But, yeah, that's Akudama Drive. Terrorist, right, cool. terrorist saving kids on a cat's order with Tashigi and Smoker using lightsabers. What That's not enough of a sell. What's up, Justin? What's your rating on it? <clears throat> um, like so far, are we like out of ten or on the tier list? I don't know. I'd say mm-hmm. no episode has been below. A tier with this most recent one being Being an F tier? Wow, what a troll. Yeah, it drops off like a I was like, what? (laughs) No, this this one ends on a dope like, seriously like, cool. And the first episode's engaging as fuck, so I was like, okay, good start. Where I'm at, like improving off of good start, so I was like, shit's tight. So, a recent Hi, episode man. is Demon Slayer tier. Yeah, that it's like, like it's just overhyped and overproduced and got all the peons tweeting about it. It'd be like that, man. They do be tweeting. They be all tweeting right. spoilers and weird spoilers. Yahweh bullshit. Speaking of terrorists, here's another series that pretty much actually does involve terrorists like almost every few episodes and it's not like actual well i mean the definition is pretty pretty loose nowadays so based on the anime but hypnosis mike which is pretty much rap battle the anime gotta tell you man it's pretty pretty fun pretty fun to watch like that's one of my friday shows that i'm like i gotta watch this one somewhat last i can't watch it at the very end because that's usually jujutsu kaisen because i always got to end off right because I know what to expect, so I'm like, mm-hmm. right, I know this episode's going to be fire, so that's what I usually do, but Hypnosis Mike, that's usually like one of my last three or four, depending on if I think the Fire Force episode's going to be good or not. When we when we get to Fire Force, that last episode was, episode was good, but yeah, with Hypnosis Mike, um, it's a pretty straightforward premise, because like the main point is just to have the songs get sung every episode. And basically, it's like using the main plot to get to that whole scene where you actually have the rap battle going on, however it is used. 
because the whole main plot to it is that like okay so this new government or uh, organization pretty much this new party pretty much came and took control of japan it's like all right we're going to take away weapons as like a form of violence and we're going to change it to hypnosis mics so if you have the best you know skills on the mic you have the most power but the government's pretty much like organized to where they pretty much destroyed the last biggest faction of the best rappers and kind of split them off into their own sections, like just by coincidence. And so they pretty much run this whole thing where it's like, okay, you fight for turf and the best rappers pretty much will win. So they have this whole tournament bracket set up and you're pretty much watching the main groups essentially try to reach that point where they all have to go against each other. And the leaders of each of those groups were all in one group together. So like the best four pretty much split off into like subsets you know and that's actually so tight i'm just picturing like nwa taking okay, so, over so you watch of the country you watch the first episode and you get each of their styles shown to you and they all have their own rap segments and then every episode after that's like an individual arc for each group and it jumps around and it's like a really fun way to go about it because you get like this group their story for the character and it just progresses that way but you also have the underlying plot of like what's actually going on in the country there's a lot of terrorism and things like that and a lot of like deeper plot going back to like when this whole thing started when the government took control and then there was like you know resurgences and all that type of things that are pretty much hinted at you kind of wonder where does that plot go in the mix of the current plot so the a and the b plot how do they intersect mm-hmm. and when that's going to happen and they constantly kind of just bounce around that, you know? So the fucking... <laughs> the rap anime has legs. <laughs> Bro, it's good, man. Like, straight up. It's so fun to watch. Uh, it's just just to hear the, like, rap that they do every episode. It's just, like, I- I'll wait for that moment, you know? Bro, you should definitely watch Love is War then. Because fucking... Uh, what's her name? It's dropping bars pretty regularly. Pika? Pretty fat. Well, I, I, I've, I've, I've seen I've seen it a number of times, man. I've watched quite a few anime that have like random rap segments. You know, <laughs> oh, it's pretty good, man. All right, what do you guys want to talk about next? I can go talk about another one of my shows, or we can go to Fire Force, so I don't have to talk so much right now. Dude, I uh, I'm caught up on Fire Force. Oh, is that oh, good, good. All right, you want to open us up on Fire Force? Yeah, I thought um, this most recent episode. Wait, have we talked about the Ozzy family? The Ozzy family. I um, think we did. Let's see. We went Briefly. over. We went over a decent amount last time we were ranking summer anime, weren't we? So we did talk a bit about like the current arc and certain stuff that happened, but we didn't go too in depth. But we yeah. haven't talked anything about like the Oze family arc right now. So um I like where they're kind of taking that a little bit. I'm still like kind of curious to see where they're going to take it, but I like the whole shit about uh her brother got injured, but he's like got this vendetta against uh yeah, the lieutenant. Mhm. Hinoa, yeah. Yeah, because he, like, thinks that he stole her away from the military to join the Fire Force, which is, like, this dangerous blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
So he's like just being a protective brother. Hinoa, just as a character, is known to be like an airhead and oblivious to like social cues. Yeah, it happens. So, so this dude's shooting like lasers at him, and he's just like looking back at him, like, "What's up?" <laughs> like, like, okay, literally, man. Like, doesn't even process that someone's mad at him. Yeah, it happens, man. There's plenty of characters like that, you know. But yeah, that the little whole family dynamic and the beef with the eighth is kind of interesting and i like that they're going back to the nether watching yeah. homeboy get his oh yeah so that before all okay pretty much before all this happens i know we've mentioned this before but if you haven't heard it yet like this season pretty much starts with this half of it when they have the whole division the eighth division sneak into hajima and you have that whole setup with um what's his name natsuo or natsuki or something like that that kid yeah. who was pretty much in the first season when Renka was doing the experiments, like using the firebugs and trying to get new people to find out who's actually has a potential adult link or anything like that, you know, that whole subplot led into this one. And you have licked who revealed himself. It's like, I actually work for Hajima and like, I'm an undercover spy into the eighth. Yeah. He's like a triple agent. At this point. Yes. But now he's not because everything is like out in the open. Yeah. On the table. You know? So, yeah, that whole storyline pretty much led up into seeing just what the evangelists really were, like, some of their main focuses and their goals, and you kind of had an idea of, like, the difference between the protectors and, like, their roles and their overall goals, because you also saw the lead, the fallout of what happened with the previous arc with Joker and Benimaru and discovering more about the truth. And so that kind of transitioned into there, and that ended with the eighth and Hajima end up working together to be like, you know what? Let's weed them out. Let's take them down, you know. So how are yeah, we like, going to do this? Yeah, fuck these guys and white And that, yeah, that leads into the Oze family who have ties with the second division because that's the military division. And the Oze family is a part of, like, the Japan National Defense Force or whatever it was. Something and Maki's, like yeah, Maki's dad was one of the commanders, I want to say. He was high rank. He's super like, high rank, yeah, and his son's a and, detective. In the, yeah, like, his son's military. a detective. Mm-hmm. Or is he military police or just regular detective? Uh, I want to say he's military detective type. That's what I thought, but, like military police. Because I feel like they're all in like that same working branch type thing. Mm-hmm. But like, so the whole plot is like, okay, they're a little upset because all of the stuff that's been going down, they're worried about, you know, Maki, the brother, the father. And so you end up having the scene where they're eating dinner and you're like, oh, this is all their personalities. They're a bunch of stiffs, you know, they're like on edge, aggressive. And they all have this secondary personality. And it's hilarious because the mom seems really nice, but then she can be like a stinking Yakuza boss at times where she Mm -hmm. holds that knife at that one scene or hears like loose and it's like, yeah, she'd kill someone. And the dad is like, Daddy's, uh, he's like, you know, adores his daughter. Yeah, he literally just like spoil, or he like has like princess thing. Mm -hmm. He like treats his daughter like a princess, which that's just like part of the reason he calls her back. Yeah, he's overprotective as fuck. And the brother has this whole baby talk thing with his girlfriend whenever he's talking to her. It's like you get that scene where they're all like, okay, here's both sides of them, and then you know Maki seems super tough, but she's also Mm -hmm. like super soft and things like that. So. It's a really funny dynamic. But that leads into pretty much the invasion into the nether, right? 
because there's a lot of rumors about stuff going down there. They know that the evangelists, that's pretty much where they lurk. So it's like, all right, our next plan, let's split up and find out what's going on in the nether. Let's try to see if we can find the evangelists. Let's try to find out some hints, anything. And so you have this episode where all like different main forces and fighters split off into their own groups. And then you have like the last group, which is like Obi, Licked, a few of the other like non-combatants with Obi. And so they're all split off. And you also have Arthur's group. Arthur's scene with his group was pretty funny. They have like the handbook. It was like, oh yeah, Shin- it's like Shinra gave us a handbook of how to deal with this guy. And it's like, okay, just play along. And like, they're trying to be like a little defensive at first, but then they're like, okay, come. And they just bow down to him. And it's like, oh yes. And he's like, okay, I'm in command. And then Arthur's like, yes, you're in command because you just listened to what he said. And it's like, it's so stupid. Yeah, he's uh, such an airhead, he- man. He's, like, dumb as fuck, but, like, so simple and straightforward that, like... Straightforward, man. Yeah, he's funny, but, uh... But this leads into, like... What was the one dude who used the guns with the eyes? With the eyes? That was the lieutenant of the second division, and that's what we're about to get into. But what... That was the thing. Did they... Like, were they their own group? The three of them? It was it was technically Tamaki's group, because she was with that lieutenant, and then also Juggernaut. Yeah, so it's just the three of them in their own group. No, they weren't in their own group. There was other people with them. That's uh, the thing. And so basically what happens is every group splits up, they go into the nether, and come to realize that that one chick who appears in the Hajima one where she can revive Infernals and whatnot. She's the protector of Inca, I want to say. Yeah. So she starts resurrecting Infernals, but then she starts resurrecting the dead fire soldiers because they have this whole gruesome scene where it's like, oh yeah, I hey, it's shit. this guy's life. And then he like, his life flashes before Dude, him and they kill him. And then was, they go to the next guy. Yeah, and he he's like, the same thing for like, four I can't people. wait and to go wear those brand the, new shoes. Yes, <laughs> the last guy with like, oh yeah, my brand new shoes. And then it's like, oh wait, my life wasn't that interesting. And he gets saved. And then he dies. And it's like, yo, it's, that's dark. <laughs> that was dark. Dude, yeah, they. It wasn't, it wasn't really dark because I expected them to do it exactly like that. But at the same time, the episode got darker with that yeah, one like, scene. Killing people's dark, but yeah. it's not completely out of left field for the show. Doing the no. fucking fifteen second flashback for every it, it was like a comedy moment to that yeah. to subset of darkness. And I was like, I can't not laugh, you know, because like, that just makes it's it more pretty fun. humorous. But yeah. It was yeah, it was a and funny little It's really on edge with this episode. But then you get to like Tomaki's group, because all the other groups are fighting, but you don't have too much focus on them as much as Tomaki's group. And I will complain about the way they did the fan service. I was like, there was no reason to drag out that scene just to extend the fact that she's going to end up where everyone knows she's going to end up. Yeah, I was like, that's I was like, the one. I have no... If they I have no trans- issue with fan service, but like, whatever, how you do it is... The way thing, they do it can be utterly useless at times. Well, her like, thing is lucky lechery. Yeah. So like, it's supposed to be just like, 
by accident her shit. And that happened that happened beforehand. Like she had that scene where it she happens, stripped. Yeah. It happens all but the time. But then you have that scene where okay, she so just basically took her what happens. Off. This dude, the lieutenant, is just like, Oh, you're the one girl that this dude's always talking about. Mm-hmm. Lifts her shirt. And it's just like that's uh that's full on sexual assault, bro. Yeah. Like full stop. But that's not even the worst of it. Okay, so what happens is they're getting beaten up, they have their group, their whole group gets wiped, and now it's just Lieutenant Juggernaut and Tom Key. And so you have the scene where the lieutenant he has this ability, which is pretty much just infrared. And so he's like taking yeah, down like hordes is. of infernals with ease. And he has like the sickest action shots where it's like, oh, it's right behind you, but there's no time he can move. And then he'll just start shooting from behind his back. And it's super sick and dope. And then you get to like this part where it's like, okay, I sense someone, but I don't really sense them. And he doesn't know why. Come to find out that one lash chick who uses that whip, that fire whip. And I think she's appeared one time before. Mm-hmm. Basically, you have the scene where he turns around and his head is clean off and he's just dead on the floor. Yeah, they and then that transitions. Then that transitions into the scene with Tamaki where it's like, oh, because her ability, she has like a coat resistance to like flames and things like that. So she has like a defense buff against those whips, even though they're super insanely strong. The issue is they go about a whole minute of her whipping her until mm. she's down to like her last strip of clothes. And then they extend the next part of the scene where she's like trying to impale her because it's like, well, if I can't like just hurt you now, yeah. I'm just going to impale you. And it's like her slowly singeing away her bra. And I'm like, that's kind of unnecessary. Like if you're just going to do that, just let it happen quicker and, you know, get on with the plot because it doesn't really do anything. And just feels yeah. like it's time. You already did it the fir- first part of the episode. You know? I honestly thought, like the whole execution of everything after him getting his head cut off was not. I thought the juggernaut it fight felt like it was a little too comedic, and it yeah, it took was... away. It took away my sense of like investment into the episode. Like the way it, the very very end, I was like, "Yo, that was dope." I didn't but even like, feel like it was cool. It, it, it visually was cool, but I was like. I like. I guess Juggernaut has a crush on Tamaki, and then it's like well, that was established like of his potato field. Yeah, you're just like okay. Now he's potato field. I mean, I'm fine with all of that stuff. It's the the comedic bits with and his hands keep disappearing. What the fuck's the deal with his yes, clothes? That that comedic bit where he keeps like you it see him so without long. his you see him without his jacket in the, like the episode before. It's a yeah. thing where you see how he looks. But then whenever he's wearing it, the whole gag is, I'm wearing heavy layers, so you can't touch me because you don't know where I am. Which makes absolutely no sense when you see what actually happens in the fight. And it's like, it really yeah. takes away that like sense of believability into what actually comes from the series. Because like the way I invest myself in the series is, if it's believable in the way it tells the story, yeah, I can work about that. But if you start doing stuff that feel like they're going against their own rules... That's a little touch and go with me. Yeah, it they really hammered that in with it that. It pulled pretty me much. out. Yes. Like, like I got no problem. I'm a fucking Tamaki stan. I'll admit it. Yes, because she's a you know she's a ne- she's a fire Neko girl. Like, get out of here! Shut up! Everyone <laughs> can eat it. I did think that they every aspect of the whips was overkill. 
taking was overkill. The, the Especially considering of, how strong it was just to that's take what out I'm that saying. lieutenant. And I'm like, I feel like he's pro- if you're going to go like, you're going to want a power scale or make an attempt, he shouldn't be too far off from them considering no. what he was able to do by himself. Yeah, and I just don't... The physics behind his clothing took me out of the moment. And that's just... Yeah. And it was a, it was a long encounter of him having... Of him like slowly trying away. to use his move and losing like his arms and all that and he's like taking Just no damage. all of his like, shit oh. dude she it was like like it seemed like seeing she sliced his body in half and all that and it's like well yeah I didn't it's like get hit. and he and he just regenerates it like that's that's weird he regenerates it like it's a fucking quirk uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> you're just like bro the random stuff ever man what like and you're trying to figure out like the physics behind a, a fucking shirt in a show where you know the main characters yeah. feet are on fire. But like, you know, come on. Like, like they they went they went a little the whole concept behind Lucky Lechery is stupid. But I'm, it at least makes more sense than that dude's fucking layers. Yeah, his layers were just like you know what I have layers. It's so like you really he can't just hit shoot. Me. He like didn't he shoot holes into your layers like earlier yeah it happened man it happened and he's like what well, no. happened like, oh fuck off <laughs> but yeah i mean overall the season's been fairly good but like whew, how do i want to care compare this like i feel like the first half was consistently stronger because i feel like every arc so far has had something to take me out of an episode so yeah. far in the second half because like that one episode, episode like there's there's weird one? comedy moments in like these really intense scenes, and it's not like I have an issue with comedy moments in an intense scene. It's the fact that it one takes away the tension, like it's not done in a way that it keeps the tension, and two, sometimes it just doesn't make any sense at all. Like it feels out of character, which is an irritating thing to go through when you know, especially when you're getting to like a climax or something like that. It's like oh, here's a comedy moment that all the characters are just running a gag and it's like, it's a little weird. Yeah, whereas... I mean, I still still got pretty hyped when he eviscerated her with the bomb because he pretty much just used an atom bomb. And I was like, you know, atom bombs in anime? It's pretty fire. Yeah. Like, all of that build-up to that moment was just like... Are his layers going to protect him? Yeah, you know. Is that... I I wasn't sure if they were pretty much implying that he was about to, like, get destroyed too or not. He's gonna turtle. He's gonna fucking turtle into his jacket and be. I feel like that's what they're gonna do, but like, you know. Overall, it's still good, but you know, it's. If he dies, I'll give the episode a better rating with hindsight. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty, pretty much. much. I'm like. There hasn't been a Fire Force episode since like the first half of this season that I've been like, yo. I mean, the last episode I'll tell you I was fully kind of the into Benny Maru was that fight. Joker Benny Maru fight. Yeah, episode where they're fighting that leader of the stinking cards or whatever they were. That was that was a good episode. But yeah, but, yeah. now that kind of just seems. I'm just like, it seems like a distant. I, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic about what's left to come, but you know, well, it's a wait and see. Their All execution's right. got me. The execution's been a little at the moment here and there. But now I want to talk about Ikabukuro Westgate Park. So this series is pretty much like you watch a drama series 
it's that format where every episode feels like isolated, but it has like an interconnected weave based on characters introduced or like character development. And you pretty much follow the main character who I could just look up his name for simplicity purposes. Let's see who we got here. Yes, Makoto. He's pretty much like the bypass into like the world of pretty much not really the underground, but like the gang, the gang society in Ikebukuro. So he has like ends with each group. His main connection is with um, Takashi, who's basically the king of the G-Boys. That's the main group that has like the biggest control in Ikebukuro. And so a lot of the episodes slowly kind of follow like, okay, he's that, he's like a handyman pretty much. And in the handyman in the sense that he does whatever needs to be done to pretty much keep the city in control, you know? So he'll help out people with whatever they need to assist Takashi and make sure things are running smoothly because he loves his town and stuff like that. And so you have episodes where it's like, okay, they, they pretty much do it where they're introducing different facets of the city slowly over time. So you kind of have an understanding of what exactly goes on and who are the powers running things. And it's really hard because there's not like a necessary full plot focus going on for the series, but it's a lot of character moments and build up for the city essentially and it's a you know it's an ordinary way to tell a story it's more slice of life per se but i want to say the last two or three episodes have genuinely been really good i want to say two specifically because like one of the episodes featured him helping a girl because it's basically like okay chinese citizens like chinese people come and they work in like pretty much low wage places because they're not citizens type thing mm-hmm. and that's something like with like illegal immigrants and stuff and they're waiting until they get like legal uh, become a citizen things like that it focuses on that subset and these people are like controlled by another major gang or underground organization in the city and so they kind of have to go to them and so they have to listen to what they say they have to live how they have to how they're told in order to make sure things work smoothly and the thing is this girl she pretty much left the job and she escaped or she got kidnapped or whatever the main plot was. And if she got caught or if the inspection happened and she wasn't there, everyone who works there who pretty much is in the same position as her would get sent back to China. And so like Makoto was pretty much tasked with, we need to get her back. So all these people don't get stinking shipped back and deported because they're trying to do better for their lives because they can't really do anything from where they're from. And so he's like going to for, going to search for her, and eventually he finds her. And you have this moment where he's trying to like talk to her, and you know, be like, you know, what you're doing, I understand it's for you, but if you do this, you're hurting other people. And you have all those like minor life lessons per every episode. And the end of the episode was actually really good because his mother is like a really cool lady, and like the guy he was helping with this all was like pretty much implying and trying to lead on that, you know. There is a way that you can be, you can get this through and she can live her own life. And essentially the mother adopts the girl like to be nice and give her a chance to like have a fresh life. And it was like a really nice way to end the episode. And then the current episode is pretty much infighting between the G-Boy faction because it's implied that one of the other heads of the group is insinuating this like hitman to beat up his own people and start a war in the infight like within the group so he can take power or something like that that's what's implied right now a coup d'etat yes a coup d'etat 
And like, I, I can't really say there is a main goal. It's like, if it's not the type of series for everyone because it is drama essence. And if you watch any like American dramas or anything like that, you know that like the episodes, not everyone is going to be for you. But if you follow the main underlying themes and the goal of the series, you could find enjoyment out of this, you know? So I personally do like it so far. There are like one or two episodes I don't really care for. They have some comedy, but like that's about it. But like the current set of episodes have been pretty good. All right, let's see what else we got here. You want to talk about, let's see. Want to talk about, Justin, you want to talk about Kami-sama, The Day I Became God? You don't want to talk about it with me? That's so sad. I'm a little depressed. All right, Justin, we could, uh, not Justin, Troy, we could talk about Kuma 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 Bear then. So I can have a break. Kuma Bear? Mm-hmm. Are you caught up or are you like an episode behind or anything? No, I'm caught up. Okay, okay. Cool, cool. Um, every episode reinforces my confusion of like... You should. Of fucking... I don't know. They tried to make her seem like a dick in the first episode where her grandpa's like, hey, you want to talk? She's like, fuck off. I like money. And then, like, goes into the video game world. And then gets there and immediately is nice as fuck to literally everyone. Goes out of her way to do it. So she's like, which is fine. Like, I'm enjoying all of it. But every time she's, like, (laughs) taking the girls on an adventure on her bears to get a fucking flower and they get a feather and she's having fun making pudding. And it's like... (laughs) Your grandpa wanted to talk. Like, what the... Like, a way to explain this in a really easy way. Okay, so what happens in the first episode, like, they pretty much did it where you start off at this X point to have action and set up so people get invested in that first episode, and then they backtrack into how you got there. That's pretty much how they did that first episode. Now, it was pretty... Yeah, it's a snake fight. Mm-hmm, against, like, the Black Viper and... I mean, it was it was a fun episode because I was like, wow, she's just like bear punch and she's doing like, I don't know, you play in an RPG and you do like 9,999 damage type thing where it's like, oh, that's a one hit. That's what it yeah, felt like. She's just broken as fuck in yeah. this like cute little like. It's a really cute ones. comedic way because it's just like bear aesthetic. And it's like, yeah. And she's just but, a tiny girl. Like, so you're just yeah, like, what the she's fuck? so unassuming. But then you have this whole thing where. She's in, she, she logs out of the game and then she's talking to her grandpa and he's like, I, I don't necessarily, it's her being rude per se. I feel like she's just taking care of herself as it is and she just doesn't want to invest anything out of other people or something like that. But I well, don't know if- She has a comment where she's like, <laughs> basically just like, I send him money every month. Like, why does he want to talk? <laughs> it's like, because it's your grandma. Or your grandpa, like what? <laughs> like she's, she's, yeah. They. She's I mean, she she she's got that stocks and bonds, man. I don't know if to tell you. Like she's just like, yeah. She's like, just, she's like She's like, oh yeah, more money. I'm like, shoot, can I do that? Can you like give me a loan? Shoot, I want to try that too. She, yeah, she logs out for like eight seconds and is like, I'm gonna like buy some stock. Okay, I'm fifteen million dollars richer. Fuck yeah, off, grandpa. Like, but like then she game. goes back into the RPG world. She gets that one where she's like. Normally, it's like an MMORPG, like Sword Art Online. That's what you're getting into. But when she logs into this game, it's kind of alive, and that throws her off. 
and she like she has to adjust into the fact that this could be like an isekai style world with like living you know ai type style people well when she gets her bear costume there's like a whole weird little shit there's Mm -hmm. a there's an npc that's like pick one of these random chests and there's like a thousand so she picks a random one and gets the special bear armor and then like god sends her a dm and is like hey do you like this world she's like yes yeah. And he's like, say less, take your bear costume. And then she like, uh, yeah. so she's sitting there being like, all right, I'm in a video game. And then all the NPCs are being like, way they, too they, human. They feel too human. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's being, she puts two and two together because she's smart. So she's like, this is my life now. I'm going to be <laughs> nice to everyone. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she's necessarily a mean person per se, but like what you get from her in that, like, one minute scene outside of it she's like she's pretty apathetic and then she gets into that world and she can be apathetic and like you know pretty kudari at times but she's not really because she does like people it's just the people that she gets involved with early on she's just like i don't really want to get involved like she doesn't feel like yeah. the need there's just that little party she joins after she beats the fuck out of what's his name yeah, and then she has to like join that goblin party, which that's yeah a funny the, go- the the goblin king guy, you know. <laughs> that's a funny moment when that she, was a hilarious she kills episode like where... two hundred, and then the girl's like, "Are you gonna help me skin him?" She's like, "Nope." She's like, "Are you sure? It might be good to learn." She's like, "Nah, oh, I don't man. do that shit." <laughs> that, I don't know. That running gag gets me every time. I'm like, "Yeah, she's she's willing to lay down the hurt, but like the moment you tell her, yeah, skin this creature, not." Nah. Not touching like I, that. I don't do that shit. She, she built up the house and she's like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. And I was like, yo, that's 30. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. good, man. But... Like, honestly, the comedy in this series has been really good. Like, it's been better than I expected. I felt like it was just going to be like cute Moe style stuff. But like, it yeah. has some pretty solid comedy. Like, that the sister, her name is like Shuri or Shari or whatever. Mm-hmm. That scene where the snake is like hissing at her and she starts hissing back. I was yeah. like, you know, that's adorable. And I was laughing. I was like, yeah, she doesn't know. She's awesome. just like all this dangerous. Shit. Like she's so she's so naive. So she does like the most dangerous stuff available. Dude, consistently. The, the main character, I forget her name. Yuna. Uh, Yuna, yeah. She's a like entertaining. Like yeah, I, I like her. I like her, but I don't see unless God's gonna teach her a lesson. I don't see where her character progression is gonna like, cause she comes in, rich as fuck, overpowered, helping everybody constantly, loved everywhere. So I'm like, looking for. I'm like, where are you gonna like, you know? change as a person because it's not gonna be maybe it is her is having sisters and shit and like being nice to people i mean she is learning what it is to have a bond with people but i feel like at times she can be really naive in how she views things because she likes to view herself as like the person of power the person who's always right and you see that happen when it comes down to like her and the duke pretty much yeah and she thinks that he's doing some heinous things and in reality, it wasn't actually him. It was, like, one of his, uh, like, ad- administrators or whatever who work under him. Yeah, and he and looked like when, ex- It's, like, really? You didn't see... You didn't 
put two and two together that that motherfucker was stealing from you? Like, he does the thing where he's, like, got his hands. And he's like, it's like, of course that dude's going to steal uh, from you. Of course you. that sketchy guy is doing it, man. Yeah, it's like, that dude's a walking fucking trope. But he pretty much says it to himself. He's like, yeah, I realized that I screwed up here. And, like, I have to make this right. But essentially, the series right now is in her favor. So, like, if they're going to do an arc in any sense, it would be her making a mistake because of rash judgment. And then yeah, what she, fallout comes from that. She Yeah, she doesn't have a whole lot of character faults besides being, like, hard-headed, brash, yeah. and maybe a little apathetic. Which, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of the stuff... Those are just, like, tentative opinions, because yeah. she undoes a lot of that. She'll be, like, obstinate for 15 seconds, and then make a motherfucking pudding. Bro, that like, pudding be slapping. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I don't know. But it's enjoyable, and it's funny, and I like Yuna. She's, like, she's fun to watch, for the mm-hmm. most part. But yeah, I'm usually not a fan of the Ishikai thing in general, where everyone's really 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 strong yeah and magic because it doesn't feel like the fame fame, the main goal like frizzy can't say yeah it's not the main goal so it's pretty much more like slice of life in this world but there is a plot going on that you can pretty much tell yeah because essentially she's gonna she's gonna meet the king at some point and she's gonna get involved in the greater aspects of this world yeah but for right now it literally just seems like kind of like a side thing they use for comedy mm-hmm. where it's like you need a house yeah. here's a house fuck you bro if i had her powers man i'd be living it up and you get to wear a bear onesie the whole time like shoot that's a flex you get imagine, to imagine just shit. imagine just like wearing a bear onesie and then like people give you respect you know like, yeah like you that guy. bear punch a guy through a wall and then no one fucks with you again. Through, like the sixth dimension yeah it's fire yeah, she's got like a badass name, like the Bloody Bear. Yes, the Bloody Bear, bro. That's like the yeah. best nickname you can have. She's in a fucking onesie. Fire. She stays cozy every day of her life. She's comfy as hell. People respect her. It'd be like wearing a robe to like go work on Wall Street, and people are just like, "Oh, here comes Daryl, the robe guy," and she's just like, "Yep, oh, I made eighteen million dollars today yeah. in a robe." Speaking of robes, now I can get into the next show, which is the one I was Mm going to talk about with Justin, which is The Day I Became God. So, like, the first episode is okay. It's like an introduction into the character. She basically comes out, and it's a little lolly, and she's like, I am God, I am the great Odin. And she's talking to the main character, and she's like, you know, listen to me, and I will pretty much do whatever you want, and I'll help you in whatever you want help in. And he does he's like absolutely skeptical because like it's like a little eight year old girl being like, I'm God. So it's like, why not? Come to find out in that episode, she's like, All right, I'll prove it to you. And so you have like this whole gag with like gambling on racehorses and she says everything that's gonna happen and they're like, Oh shoot, she's right. And then it comes down to like, Hey, do it again and she's like and then the main character's like, Yeah, we're we're gonna get away from that guy who's like trying to scalp you for money out here because yeah yeah you know like it's a little sketchy you know and he's at this ramen shop and it's just a guy he's like regular with and he's like yeah we're gonna leave that guy because we don't want people going insane with power 
And so the, it's like the world is supposed to end in 30 days from like that first episode or somewhere around there. And it's an interesting thing where because I've watched Clonad, I, I feel like it could have like Clonad after story type ending, which is like one of those super sad endings that a series has that like don't come out of left field, but they still hit type of thing where very well the the world could end in that last episode i don't know for a fact i don't really think it would but if anything someone probably dies type thing if not her but so essentially every episode is basically like trying to get him better with his life and like to give him a satisfying ending i suppose while she's also trying to enjoy her life while she's like on earth per se Mm -hmm. and there's like some of the comedy is 10 out of 10. Like, because she's God, she has the name Hina Sato, which is like a super bland, boring name. But every character, every side character has like a name that is a God or something. So there's mm-hmm. a scene where she's talking to the family and he's like, oh, what's your name? And he says his name. And it's like, I think it's like the wind God or something like that. And his sister's like the sun God or something like that. And it's like his mom is time or something like that. They all have names that attribute to gods. And mm. she starts flipping out and she starts throwing a tantrum. And then, like, his, the girl he likes, her name is Izanami. And that's, like, another Japanese lore, like, deity. Mm. And his friend is, like, Ashura. And, I was, and she just keeps losing it every time she hears one of these names. It's, like, the best thing ever. Now, there's this one episode where they're playing Mahjong. And if you've ever watched Gintama, there's an episode where they're playing Mahjong. And it's just them making up names of moves and rules the whole time. And they did that that episode, and I was dying just because I knew, like, subcontext that that was, like, completely random. And I was yeah. like, you know, this is the best episode. It's how stupid it could be. And it was pretty much her way of being like, okay, there's a celebrity on TV you like. I'm going to give you a chance to pretty much, you know, I'm going to give you a shot to get her into bed. And pretty much it gets down to that point, except – he likes his girl, so he doesn't like go into it. He doesn't take the chance, but he had the shot because she gave him the chance, you know. Bro, I'm and like this, my girl. Hey, I mean, full stop. Yeah, it'd be like that. But the comedy is definitely one thing. But there's this other episode that happened. It's the second to last episode that happened, involving the main girl. Well, not the main girl, but the girl he likes and her father. It's like a really sad emotional episode where like her father's trying to cope with the loss of her mother and his wife essentially. And so she's like, Hey, visit the grave every year. And he's always like, yeah, forget that. And like, he has these videos from his wife before she passed away that he never told his daughter about. And because, you know, Kina is God essentially. He's like, Hey, if you want to help her, I'll help you help her. And that's essentially what they do. And it's a really emotional gut punch what happens in the episode. And I don't want to say what happens because like, if you want to watch something sad, Troy, I feel like this is probably going to be a sad show. So I want to tell you what happens, you know, in like hindsight, because I feel like it's going to be a solid show. But outside of all that stuff, it's slowly, I, I don't want to say I know what's happening because I don't fully know. It's building up to the world's ending. I just don't know what their end goal is because there's also this other character who they introduce, who looks like he's like a major cyber hacker or something like that. And he only appears for like one episode. 
and you have no clue where that's going, you know. But I do want to say the opening and the ending of that series, fantastic. Bangers. Bangers, man. They're like those soft style song bangers, and it's the best. But yeah, that's more or less all I have to say on The Day I Became God. What do you want to talk about now? We could talk about um, Higurashi. Let's talk about Higurashi. What are your thoughts on that, Troy? Um, This show is pretty fucked up because I don't know what's going on. It's like episode eight. Episode eight's the next episode, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's episode seven. But I like everything. So it's weird because I like... I can't put my finger on what... Like, literally, I don't know. Like, right, I'm not, this... I'm not stupid, so I know, like, the fucking, the festival, people get demoned away, and, like, mm-hmm. all that shit, which is basically, like, the premise of the show's spooky village. They more or less had a demon that they worshipped and did blood sacrifice to. There was yeah. a dam that they killed people at, mm-hmm. so the dam wouldn't get made. Those are two separate things, but they've interlapped occasionally as damn people were getting demoned away blah 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 new kid comes to town and like people start trying to kill him and then time resets and now everyone else like new people are trying to kill him his one friend's got a twin like that's so okay well essentially (laughs) this is based on a this is based on a visual novel and it's like a visual novel has different roots and stuff that you can follow through if you do the right decisions and whatnot. Yeah. It's a horror visual novel. So this series is based off of alternate takes off of like the actual storylines that happen. Mm-hmm. So like if you watch the original series, because I had one, one of my friends show me this, he showed me the scene and like the scene is when, um, what's her name? Reina, she's knocking on the door and she's trying to get in. Well, yeah. in this series, he lets her in. In the original He's thinking slam the door on her hand and until she left. And I don't know what happened after that because he only showed me that scene. But, like, it's a different route. And they all end in very gruesome ways, you know. And so, essentially, what seems like the series is going to boil down to is, like, four episode arcs or four or so episode arcs that pretty much carry over the same thing. You'll get the whole... It has to follow, like, the same premise where the first episode is pretty much the same first episode almost every time instead of in the sense of setup because you have to learn about the festival you have to learn about the characters so basically at some point the fucking little the two little girls are going to be creepy next probably the only thing is rika seems like the only standout character from the main group technically because of that second episode where she's basically pretty much in like the reset dimension or what it seems like she's talking to that other girl that, and it's like that's why i'm gonna so fix it this time and that's the and part that, that's fucking me up because i'm like that threw me off like, for this current episode because yeah, it, what it seems like like what you were saying where it's like four episode blocks that retell the same story that take a different route mm-hmm. but she has memory between them yes so she's like the only one that seems like she's doing that. she's connective tissue but so that makes it seem like those stories all are part of a bigger story 
So that's why it's like really fucking with my head because I'm like, I'm like, are these anthologies kind of where they're like separate timelines? I mean, each storyline is like a separate timeline in that sense, but it feels Does she like... have the reading Steiner. Is she able to just jump across <laughs> world lines? <laughs> like, I see, I can't tell you that much about that. So, like, the original series is Steins Gate. It's like the optimal. Well, Steins Gate line. is also based off a of visual novel, so you know. Yeah, it's but same, it's like the same concept. The Steins Gate universe is fucked up if you tried to like fully catch up on that shit. Mm-hmm. All the like side, because like characters, I don't know. It's because yeah, like what you were saying, it's like based off of a visual novel, so like yeah. it's like a whole thing. But yeah, they like there's like world lines, like that the run, way like, the, right the on way top they ended the um. The way they ended that first arc where it's her stabbing him like 50 times and he hits her with like a can 20 times and he lived, I was like, I don't know how that worked. Uh, Yeah, that that was gruesome. Yeah, was she stabbing the exact same hole on... (laughs) Yeah, she was. And I was like, yo, he's dead. And then he wasn't. I was like, that don't make sense. He's got one hole in him. She just kept hitting the same spot perfectly. Bro, that's accuracy. Perfect accuracy. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, she's like, damn it, I'm too fucking frosty with this. <laughs> but yeah, it I gets, like, much. I don't know what to expect out of the next episode, but it was pretty entertaining, you know, like. Yeah, because it seemed like Xion and Neon were the ones who were going to start being scary. But yeah. then now, what's her name? I, I don't Is, think it's going to be Rika, but like Rika's when, when he basically... Like, when he told her that he went into that thing, that um, shrine, and she just like the eyes, and she was like a different person. I was like, that's scary. Like, if I was in that situation, I would have like punt kicked her. I don't know what I would have done, but she was yeah. on the floor. That kid's getting a knee to the chin. I, I I don't stand by that. Like, yeah, so I, don't I don't care. Your scary <laughs> eyes don't fucking stop my knee. Like, you're exactly. Still a, like, you're still you. a kid. Getting dropped. I don't care. The rules don't apply in this situation. I yeah. go to jail. Yeah, if I was in jail, I'd probably be safe, you know. Bro, Actually, my fucking my not. defense in court, the I've seen the omen. The judge good enough defense. It's a damn good point. Did you see that girl's fucking eyes? Yeah. Because the series is like anthology esque, you know, and it has the different arcs, there's not too much to be said except for like every individual arc. But, like, I don't know. Next episode, I don't know what to expect, but it's going to be good, man. Be yeah, good. I'm really interested to see where it goes because I thought I had my finger on the fucking pulse where I was like, all right, Xion, Mion, they're the bad ones this time. And then no, no. Was, it, like, the, the first episode was like, the first episode of this arc was like, okay, she's acting like two people. And then the next episode, you're like, it is two yeah, people. This whole and little this, this episode, whole it's like, fuck. And, and their their father or their parents are like thinking mafiosos, you know, thinking Basically. run the Yakuza. And I'm like, yeah, the whole fucking okay. town's on the payroll. So like dismember bodies and be like, yeah, we don't know who ha- what happened with that person type people. And I'm like, well, dang, like I don't know who. It, it seems like it's gonna be them, but like, what are, what's gonna happen? You know? Yeah, like that's I was so on board for them, and then Rico was a creep. So then now I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this show? I mean, it's it, been fun. But yeah, it's tight. I just don't. <laughs> I'm too now dumb. Now it's time for, it. for me to talk about a show I can trash on. 
because like I don't know what to tell you, but Noblesse, the anime, it's like the most boring thing I've watched in a minute. Like I, the what what they've done, and I I had a conversation about this. It's like <laughs> you have a plot, right? You have everything that you need in a series, but you have zero context to what's happening. So stuff is going on all the time, but you don't know why. You don't know like the motivations. It's just things happening in the anime. And it's and the characters are like molds of nothing. Like there's no personality to like 95% of the characters. There's probably only two characters that have like any semblance of personality. And even then, it's like you're, you're picking at straws. I will say, like, the last two episodes were action-oriented, so they had some entertainment value. But, like, if I talk about the animation, it's okay. You know what? There is something going for it. The opening? Opening's fire. Breaking Dawn, bro? Like, I, on my playlist. That's a fire opening. The show itself? Like... I struggled. I didn't realize. So here's the thing that literally happened to me, and I had to like explain this to someone. I was like, "Yo, I have to I have to watch Noblest before we can hang out." And I, and he was like, "Cool." And I was like, "Okay." I put on episode six, and I'm like, "Why does this not seem familiar?" And I watch it. I'm like, "Oh, it does seem familiar." And then I watch more of it. And I'm like, "No, it's not." And so I go back to episode five, and I'm like, "Hey, I watched this." And I got further in the episode. I'm like, "I didn't watch this, did I?" And I was lo- I lost it, and I was like. I'm confused. So I went back to episode four. I'm like, I did see episode four. So I had to rewatch episode five. And I'm like, I have to watch this whole episode. Like, I was a little upset about that because I'm like, this is so boring. <laughs> I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> but I don't want to, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to drop it now at this point. And I watch episode six and I'm like, you know, this is kind of dumb. Like, as much as I want to give it the benefit of the doubt, it had some cool action moments. Like, the main character, what he was doing, really fun and all. But like, really stupid when I, I don't even want to spoil it like if you watch this you're doing it to yourself at this point like if I tell you what happens you might have an understanding I try to exp- I pretty much explain the plot as like this character does this thing like I was, I was I pretty much told a group of guys I was like okay so here's the plot I, I told them what every character is doing and it was more confusing explaining it than it would be just to watch it and not make any sense to you yeah like it's it's so disjointed that I don't even know what the main goal of the series is at this point. And like it has some wholesome moments between character interactions. It's like, oh, this guy's being nice. But like, what does that mean for the series? You know, at the end of the day, I just don't know. It's just stuff happening. Yeah. And you don't know why it's happening. And like, man, if I if I'm telling you about a bad show to watch, like I'm not recommending this to anyone unless you just want to read it i guess i mean if the mod was any good then i just do that instead you know but like to watch this you're only watching it to watch the opening and the ending and that's about it you're not watching for the anime forget all that it's not that there's nothing going for it just keep hitting next episode after the fucking intro runs yeah, after after the intro goes you skip to the ending the ending's actually pretty decent but it's not like compared to some other endings like you know jujutsu kaisen ending which is fire again lost in paradise i listen to that every time like it's okay yeah the show shows a little miserable if it gets good i'll tell you but like i don't know what crunchyroll did with how they organized these these shows to be done in their adaption adaptations 
they like, put that they advertised the fucking piss out they, of that too. the because i know they had an intermediate company pretty much do the storyboards and set all that up and then the animated companies did the animation and all that with some direction but like they did a miserable job in organizing this like if See, this is how you would get into a manga series, that's sad. This is what I told you, man. Every episode from Webtoons of Crunchyroll that they've been doing, it's been rushed, and it's not really... I'm not saying every episode, on. because episode five of God of High School exists, and if you just watch no. it, you'd be like, you know what, the episode's fire. I had enough of you. Don't speak on only one episode. Every mm. anime has... Listen, I, I can, I can talk about one episode all I want. Okay, Tower of God had like Two episodes going for it. episode two and four. It was like the and best episode what six. Saying. They're skipping too much information to put out there. I mean, it's not necessarily information skip per se. It's like execution of what they have. Because exactly. Tower of God, Tower of God genuinely could have been good. Because it, it's not like they left out that much. It was just minor stuff that all carries over into like season two of the web two. No, but but the, the way they is. did it was like debilitating to like all the context you would need. And that's the thing. You need the context that they were missing to be able to understand what's going on. And it's also the fact that they did like 13 episode orders for like series with chapters longer than normal shonen. And they're like 80 plus chapters to like adapt. And that's insane. Like that's too much. That's why they should have just like gone for. Like, they should have done. Indiv- no, they should have done. They should have done individual episode counts for the series just to like a full wrap. Like, like if. It could have been at least one episode per two chapters. That could have been great. No, I feel like that would have been a little too slow, but maybe three or four. They were three, well, four. three, three. I'll say three. They, they, were, they were rushing it, but not for twelve episodes. Three for like however many episodes they needed. But like for twelve episodes, thirteen episodes, that was that was a bad move. Like that that was crushing. And like Noblis, Noblis is like the worst of the bunch. Like, I had issues with Tower of God at the start, but it had episodes that got me. You know, it had characters that, even though most of the characters, I would say, suck or are average, there are plenty of good characters that you can at least work with. Like, you know, you still have Rock in the series, you know, Best Girl. You have Coon, you know? Like, you have people to work with. You look shocked for a second. I was like, oh, you have something to say? <laughs> that was... But it's like... I just wish that it, let's say if Netflix teamed up with Webtoons, even though that's never going to happen. It, it, it would have been the same thing because it'd been, because what, Netflix is pretty, well, oh, you're saying web, Netflix instead of um, Crunchyroll? Yeah. It could have been different. It could have been way different. I, ca- I can't say it would have been better, but like, you know, there probably would have been more potential to it, you know? I don't. They don't do big episode orders either, though. No, anime. they don't. Castlevania, I, like Violet Evergarden, they're like. Well, Violet Evergarden well, isn't actually Netflix. They like oh, it's most not? most Netflix originals are just Netflix owning the streaming rights to a series. Oh, not I thought they series. fucking produced that too. No, because what studio, studios did? Um, credit. no, what studios did? Great Pretender. But it's just streamed exclusively on Netflix. The same thing with like a cr- most Crunchyroll originals before Crunchyroll originals were a thing were like, or Crunchyroll exclusive series only streamed on Crunchyroll. Now they have Crunchyroll originals which are produced by Crunchyroll. 
Well, yeah, but Netflix makes Netflix has a lot of American style anime series, but yeah, I don't like think they, they do, have they much do of Castlevania any actual Japanese anime that they've I done so far. Didn't they just start a deal with? They like, started a deal. Anime studios. Mm-hmm. They started a deal with like five different companies, and I know Mappa was one of them for a certain series. And I think there is a Mappa series coming out next year, exclusive to Netflix. So I think that is a genuine thing that did happen and there's like five different studios in the mix so eventually they will start getting those series pumped out and stuff but so like they, yeah they might start doing those some. are those are original series like crunchyroll is doing a series and they're adapting webtoons and they're doing a really sorry job on them. dude yeah webtoons are dense as fuck like they are they're like because yeah they're like uh 30 or i don't know they're they're not bound by the same like page limit that like no they are they page. can be they can be significantly longer sometimes even shorter they can do like six pages fuck you and throw mm-hmm. forty four at you the next week and it's just like and they're usually the dense hell? with a lot of dialogue most of the time yeah so yeah I feel like but, if you're not yeah. gonna spend the money on it you're just gonna keep getting these like half assed results. Yeah. And, and they just like, they just struck a deal to like expand and I don't know if it's specifically I know Webtoon's trying to expand. I don't know if it's specifically through Country Roll, but if it is, probably be a little disappointed, especially for like these shonen esque series, because they just don't work in this format that well, you know. Yeah, they need There's too much to cover. They need a bigger commitment from like, like I know episodes. I know from what I hear about Mon was like the better ones tend to be thrillers and things like that psychological series or horror so you know all i'm gonna say is if if solo leveling gets an animation it better be a little scared man it better not be crunchyroll now i mean quick tangent on solo leveling i'll say i thought the first season was okay but the second season that's actually good because i i watched it i'm like uh, I, i i like Sung Jin Woo, he's like the only character that actually feels relevant to that story mm-hmm. at that time. He's the only one that really gets focused and you have this character arc for him, but everyone else felt like side pieces. But now it feels like it's compounded upon and you get this second season and it's like more yeah. of his story, yes, but you get a lot of the world and a lot of the world proper and it's really dope. You read the recent chapter, right? Yeah, I read 127. It was fire. It was fire, man. It was fire, I'll tell you. I've enjoyed the second season. Okay. But enough of webtoons and that whole pain. We're gonna get down to the last three shows we have to talk about. So, and I'll talk about Tony Kaku Kawaii really briefly. And this is like one of the most popular. Did you shows say Tony season. Hawk? No, I said Tony Kaku Kawaii. I thought you said I was like you just called Tony Hawk cute. <laughs> I don't know, man. When he's on that skateboard, he do be kind of cute though. Kind of cool. He do, do be looking. He, he is pretty quirky though. Yeah, this is like one of the most popular shows this season. And it's literally just, a, like I've explained it before, it's a romance anime and the two main characters get married like the second episode. Oh, that's this And it's shit. their life after marriage. And for one thing, it's opening is like a 10 out of 10 off the bat. Let me just get out there. But it's really just like a really cute romantic comedy. And you're learning about the characters as the story progresses. And there's that whole mystery subtext that 
the female character, um, Sukasa, is like from the moon, and it's implied the whole time, and it's based on Japanese lore about the woman who has the lover on Earth and whatnot, and like they're separated or something like that. I don't remember the full details because I've heard it ten different times in uh, different ways. Is that the one? She gives him the immortality potion and goes back to the moon, and then he burns th- it. There's different iterations of it, but like if you've watched anime, you've probably heard it sometime or not. I've heard like multiple versions, or it's exactly like- that's why I, that's why I don't want to say anything concrete. But like whichever one it is based off, it's the same idea, you know. Dude's fucking the moon. That's the long and short of it. Yeah, he's so soccer. He's soccer. In life. Yeah, that's rough, buddy. It is rough, man. But he actually gets married, so he he's he's got a lead, man. Sock couldn't pull that one off. Say that Dude, much. Yeah, that's he's in the world line where he wins it all. Like there really isn't much to say about this series because it is like when I was talking about Adachi to Shimura, it's like <laughs> romance, comedy. If like if I tell you what happens, it takes away the enjoyment of it. But it is it's actually a really enjoyable series. Like it's insanely popular this season. I don't know necessarily why. I know I have a friend who read the manga and he loves the manga for it. So I've, that's the main reason I watched this because he told me like, watch this show. And I'm like, all right, I got you, man. So I watched it. I'm like, yeah, that's actually really good. And it, I just enjoy watching it week to week. And it's really cute. The main character, NASA, is like super hilarious because he, he kind of, he's kind of like that super nerd, super nerd. He knows everything just about because he dedicated his life to trying to be smarter than like NASA essentially to live up to his namesake. And then you have Sukasa who's like super naive and like she's best girl of the year or something like that, you know, type thing. She's that type of character with that potential that when they do the Crunchyroll awards this year, she's probably going to win just because if she beats Chizuru, I'm going to burn Crunchyroll headquarters. I mean, I would pick Chizuru over her, but I will no. fucking light that bitch she's, on fire. She's probably going to win, man. I don't know what to tell you. I feel like it's in her favor because it's a Crunchyroll me. exclusive, and Crunchyroll, you know, they they, they kind of screw yeah, me off be, a bit. She'll be first on the ballot, but like... And, like, you know, next year when we get season two of uh, Rent's Girlfriend, when Minnie comes out, and I'll be like, shoot, I like Cheeseru, but if we're talking best girl and not waifu, Minnie for the win. Is Minnie the cop? No. If you saw an image, you're, you might not technically be wrong, but... It's I saw a not. picture of a cop, and I was like, is that a new girl, or what the fuck's going on? I was, I, I was like, I, 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 I think avoided I know exactly, it. I think I know exactly what you're talking I about. I avoided but. it for spoilies, but I was just like... Not actually a cop, okay? So I'll give you that much, if it's the same image I'm thinking of, because I think I know exactly which one. Well, that's yeah. good, because all those bitches are bad. But if you do want a simple romance series, Troy, like, Tony Kaku's actually really enjoyable. Tony Granted, Kaku. I don't know. Yes, Tony Kaku, Kawhi, or Tony Kawa over the moon, whichever name you want to go by. Tony now Kaku. we're going to get on to... We're running down to the last two shows, man. Let's get on to Talentless Nana. You watched this this week. What are your thoughts, Troy? Um, fuck, what is this? Oh, this is the one... It's Talentless Nana. This is the one where it is. thought it was Deku 2.0. And then you watch that first episode and you're like, what the heck just happened? Yeah. So fucking sets itself up to be like how Deku had no quirk and then he gets a quirk. Sets itself up to be like, hey, this talentless kid in a class of freak individuals with powers 
is going to end up being the big hero. Mm. Flash forward to the end of the episode, the actual main character is throwing him off of a cliff and he dies. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> I was like, this show's tight. Because <laughs> then oh, man. it literally turns in, I was like, all right, they're training to fight bad guys. My it, it, hero, I was Justin, like, my hero Justin, meets Info Gear. This is the show for you because it pretty much became Among Us. It literally, I was like, I was thinking it was going to be kids fighting monsters with superpowers and it's actually it's talentless nana yeah it's like if assassinations classroom and fucking if it was about the students killing each other that that would have been the show man yeah it's among us and assassination classrooms love child yeah and my hero mixed in because they're all super powered yeah with like a yeah it it turns in assassinations classroom met it's psychological. It's, it's super psychological, man. And oh then my, my hero had sex with Death Note. And then by some miracle, those two sex babies, they got together and fucked. This is the product of baby fucking. Um, yeah, that's a quotable line, if any. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's actually a pretty cool show. No, it's really good, man, because I every episode... Know. It's weird because sometimes I'm like, this makes no sense how she's making it through by like a hair's breadth, you know? Like she's mm-hmm. like scraping through these situations. But at the same time, she's like dealing with a bunch of high schoolers who are all cocky and arrogant, who like trip themselves up when they're trying to take her down because they all don't trust each other fully. Like it's not like a really glued together class or anything like that by any means. No, yeah, there's no. They're really sense disjointed. Of and like, like there's like two different. Factions there's different cliques and all that and yeah. so all the girls support the ice guy all the mm-hmm. boys support the fire guy and and that's and not the even to the full conspiracy theorist is trying to figure out who the fuck's killing their class and that's not even no the full can... extent of the series because even through that like that's just the basic you know setup of the group but at the end of the day they're like all individual groups like some students are just absolute loners like the necromancer chick or the stinking the photographer uh, guy yes the future photographer basically has dreams of what happens in the future and all that stuff and so the way they do it is like every episode or every arc is her trying to take down this person to the next person and like at times i'm like bro onodera is on her man he got her in a trap but then she pulls out this like high iq 10 10 step ahead of you chess move where she's like i'm gonna make him think that there's no way it could possibly be me and then it happens. The point of stabbing herself. It happens, but then he's like a super skeptic. So he'll like bring up this point to try to trip her up. And then she'll try to trip him up. And like that's the main two groups going at it. But then she has to do that with all the individual characters. And it's like, yo. Yeah, there's easy, definitely man. a little bit. I wouldn't say it's as like. Like, maybe. okay, when you watch. But there's a little bit of the light versus L component mm-hmm. between them. Well, like both. every student has like that mini moment. But especially with the white-haired dude and the mm-hmm. main chick. Yeah, they both, and Nana. They're, like, kind of on to... Well, she's on to everyone, because she's a fucking... Like, she has, she's trying to kill them all, but, but like, he's, he's just on, on to her. On, yeah, and she's she knows that he's on to her, so they're playing cat and mouse Bro, while the rest it, of the so class str- is up their own ass. Nah, it's stressful at times, because I'm like, this has to go on with her for pretty much outsmarting him for a while. But I'm like, how much of this can I take? Like, when do I say, I, that's Cap, I don't believe you. Like, I, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm curious what the bullshit point's gonna be. Um, like, I'm worried about that because it could happen at any moment, man. I was honestly the fact that the show so seamlessly and like honestly, like the way they how well they handled the time traveler killing. Like, yeah, killing they, they have the time traveler and the future photographer. So that's that like, was tight. Whoa. The way she gets him to the spot, backtracks him to the fucking puddle. That was dirty, man. That was dirty. I was that is like, foul. I was like, you malicious bitch. But she did save the cat when she went to explode. So I was like... Just, oh, wait, and just, just wait until you watch this episode, man. Because... I Yeah, I'm like halfway through with episode six. And then episode seven still. Goodness. Yeah. Some wild stuff. But yeah, this is this is definitely a series I'd recommend, especially like if you're into psychological series. Because I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I have the best relationship with psychological series because I have the most investment into them. Yeah. So series like this is like right up my alley, you know. Yeah, this. I don't know. I don't watch a lot of shows like this, but it's definitely interesting. I mean, and, it's a fun ride through and through. Yeah, and I'm surprised they've like so gracefully danced around her killing her classmates mm. in a, like such a believable way because like, like that, believable but at the same that, time I'm like no one's gonna call this out and be like yeah your students are missing like they're dead man they're dead but dude she literally she, so she, good she's at it's like you play have you ever played an among us game where yeah just, she's like blue for you, where you know this person is always where the dead body is and they're always sussing out someone else that's all that's happening yeah they literally just point their finger and be like i don't know dude it's kind of sus i saw blue Bro, like, i saw i saw red vent pretty much what she's pulling man literally like, yeah it's <laughs> it's good she's, she stabs herself like fucking red vent. Bro, when she stabs herself and it was like, why would she do that? That doesn't make sense. And Onadera was like losing his mind and he's like trying to figure out how this works. I no, was honestly like, intense. I was like, you can't be that smart. The girl's a fucking healer. I, that, girl, that healing girl was an idiot, man. She got me mad. She got me so mad. She said, Nana, what is this? And she's like, well, his ability might not be 100% accurate. I'm like, slap her. I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, you idiot. I, oh, thought that was, that hurt. I thought she was going to die right there. I that thought was she was going to get killed too. I was that waiting was my, my prediction. Was but then she, she had like a two IQ and I was like, rip. That's Dude, that. I thought she was going to get killed right there and then necromance herself. You know? I thought she was like, going to do that too. Like heal herself that, and resurrect yeah, herself. Like post-resurrect herself and then summon an army of the dead. And I was like, oh. Nope. Yeah. She hands the fucking picture back and is like, "You're my best friend." Yeah, that was that. That, that hurt, man. That kind of hurt it though. But now we're on to the last show. No, the dude, IQ. The one that. Oh yeah, second to last show. Did I completely forget IQ? I thought I felt like we talked about it because I went to Fire Force. IQ is the best okay, one IQ. out there. Yeah. Yeah, IQ. I we've definitely talked about. Just the fact that this show is so good that we can go focus on Nekoma fighting the monkeys mm. for like two episodes and literally like not lose a shred of your yeah. investment. But then now we're back with the like Karasuno battle and they got their like the other teams beat the brakes off of them in the fucking second set mm-hmm. and they got their like 
captain in off the bench who's just like bro that episode where the captain came in mr reliable fire like that was like sug sugawara but like mm-hmm. on drug man yeah like a, he's, he's straight up he's on like a good school with a good team but at the end of the day he never had a chance he was just the one who knew all his whole team's like ins and outs no he'd start on karasuno probably yeah, like on a team like Karasno, he'd probably have a chance of starting because Sugawara starts on like Karasno. Or he'd probably take uh, Tobiyama was there. He would know? take what's his name's uh Yeah, Tobio's spot. Or not Tobio, uh who's the bald headed guy? Oh, ta- uh is it Takahashi or Tanaka Ryosuke? Oh Tanaka, yeah. Uh he'd probably take his spot. He's better better returns. Spikes, I mean, he's, he's like, yeah, Mr. Reliable, man. Yeah, so, like, I mean, essentially what they've done with this season so far is you get that whole finishing up, okay, here's that first matchup between Karasuno and it's like Inarazi, I think is the school's name or something like that. The one they did you have the fuck out of. Yeah, and you have Nekuma versus whatever that school was, which, you know, I don't remember names like that, you know. But the Nekuma stuff was just basically set up to the trash battle. And so it was like a short two or three episodes or so. I think it was like two episodes, I want to say, yeah. it was handled in. And you had Something that like episode that. focused on, um, what's the name, Kenma. And then uh, Kenma and that one other guy from that school. Yeah, the, their version of mm-hmm. Ryanosuke. And then you have the episode where they pretty much like finish everything off, essentially, with that battle. And you have that whole moment where they finish their fight and they're like, oh, Karasuno's still fighting and they're all like watching from the stands menacingly and mm-hmm. I was like I always like those cinematic shots they do for the show we yeah. have Karasuno's battle and it's character arc for most of the characters because you have not Yamaguchi I want to say it's Kenoshida is the other pinch server yeah you have you have his Yamaguchi moment where he's like I'm on the big stage I'm like a relief set server and so he has to like set up for all that and, and now he have, wants back in after he mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. And you have Yamaguchi going in there and he's trying to like change pace. But at the same time, in Razi or I don't know what the name of the school is. I'm so sad. But whatever <laughs> that school's name is with the Atsuma twins, you know, they, they have players who are just going through the same motions. Mm. And that's how it's always going to work at like for these schools that make it this far who are this committed they have those players who have their own like goals and their aspirations and they're willing to put it all on the line to get where they need to go. And so you have like an episode for, you know, Tanaka. Then you have an episode for the one emotionless guy on in Razi, you know? Yeah. And it's just a balance of what are you getting from each character and who's going to come out on top. Like even Nishinoya had his episode last time. I wish they would this. follow up with that. I, I, yeah. The only thing I feel like is, they're going like with some characters in some moments they're going really quick and then others they're like yeah taking their time and it's a little weird balance but you know i want it, them the two things i wish they would I, follow up on. i trust that they'll pay off on it you know yeah well one of the things i want them to follow up on is not even a follow-up i just liked when uh fuck what is his name that silver-haired server or Spiker. Uh, it's, um, I want to say that's Miyu Atsuma. I want to say that's the one. No, not for the... He's uh, from the summer camp. The guy... Fuck, what is his... Who? He's got like... 
Oh, right, God we got this. You're not talking about Boku, are you? Yeah, that is who I'm. But when Bokuto is commenting, like, around, I love having the, like... School's dra- name is Inarazaki. Look at that. Small brain out here. Dude, but you know how, like, Dragon Ball has all the pro- or all the fighters commenting on the fight yeah. going on? When they have all the volleyball, all the other schools watching Karasuno. So you have, like, Bokuto and his homie. Bro, Bokuto like, is, like, the best to watch on the and sides, you man. Have, He's hilarious. That episode but, with uh, Tanaka... Uh, and both the other like, short um, spiker, like him seeing mm-hmm. Hinata do the quick yeah. for the first time. They haven't really gone back to any of like, like a little bit of Nekoma. I feel like it's gonna be like a case by case thing, like depending on the character being focused on. You're gonna. I have know, but I case. wish it was just like the. It, I would like to see all of their responses to all the shit all the time because I love. Yeah, that just be that'd be too much. It's the, the strength problem. of the show is that literally characters from a school that you see at summer camp one time mm-hmm. end up being in DVD. And they focus a lot on that one guy from the special OVA episodes that they had with um Kenma versus like uh mm-hmm. Kenma, but Nekoma versus that one school. Yeah, it's like that snake type person. And yeah. like he's done a lot of commentary. That is I've, true. Been, I've been pretty fine with it because he does explain everything need be you know yeah and the girl sitting next to him is just dumb like all the fans watching it mm-hmm. yeah pretty much. like like i don't know anything but like there's a c pass like fuck yeah i'm gonna tell you man like i'm hoping this ends up strong but like in terms of high q seasons i don't think any they're gonna be tougher any season to top like shira torizawa arc that season three man that was tough dude yeah they're like, gonna those, have to those pull, character moments they're gonna have to pull some shit Especially I mean, I think to... I think once we get to like that final battle with Nekoma, we're really gonna get hit with like some good stuff. But that I don't won't know if that's be this season. season. I don't think no. it's this season. I feel like they're wrapping up this battle. I wonder. Uh, I'm trying if this season will have a moment that compares to Suki against mm-hmm. against um, Shiatorizawa. Usha, yeah, Ushawaka or Ushawaki, whatever his yeah. name is. Ushijima. That, him, the power fist after the fucking block. You're like, bro. What's it? Ushijima Wakatoshi. That's his name. Wakatoshi. Yeah. Well, like, those moments, I, I feel like because there's so much going on, it's harder to top them. But hopefully this season ends out with, like, a bang. Now we're on to the last show, the actual last show, because I'm a little I'm a little stupid. It's late, you know. Jujutsu Kaisen. We're going to talk about Midkutsu Kaisen, you know? Yeah, Midkutsu lame-ass boring Kaisen. All right, that's enough of me joking about that because that kind of hurt it though. All right. <laughs> uh, now, personally, this is like if I watched this before a lot of the shows I watch today, like if this was one of my first anime and me being the type of person I am, I'd have trouble being like, that show's better than this show. Like, there's not many shows that start off as strong, and you guys haven't gotten to the parts that I would be like adamant about defending. But you're at, like, the starting point, so I want to know what are your thoughts on how it started, the characters, you know, basic stuff. Um, well, first of all, this episode, most recent one, was cool. No, we don't, we don't need to jump to this. We, we don't need to talk no, but, about Infinity. But it, uh, <laughs> the way they set up that fight against that volcano-headed cursed spirit Mm -hmm. was a good job of, like, immediately 
setting up a power scale or like a yeah power scale for the rest of like the shit we've seen yeah because i am i now know that that volcano headed guy is stronger than sukuna currently is i know sukuna is stronger than that special grade curse that like they already fought mm-hmm. i know that special grade stronger than fucking satori and what's his name i know they're both stronger than the chick and I know Gojo Sensei is above all those fuckers by like a huge margin. So then now I'm like sitting there like, damn, the way they set that up, like, is very palatable. And the way they've introduced the power system of like cursed energy or whatever. But then that's only part of it in your ju- you, you only know like the general scope of it, like yeah. I said. Like this is in semblance, it reminds me a lot of like Nen, just yeah, not I was as just gonna complex say, because it's it a lot has. Of, it doesn't have like the broader scopes of Nen, like the classifications. It's just like if each Nen type was specific to a person, yeah. that's essentially what you get out of it. It's yeah, it's like if there was no classification. If you want to be an enhancer, then you go be a fucking enhancer, and you just like. And technically, some abilities do work in those scopes. Yeah, it's just not that broad. But like the fact that that's only a small portion of the like mm-hmm. fights like your ability to like uh take, have your domain take over your opponents like the ability to fight in a domain and like what stat boosts you get and like trying to strategize for that trying to fight someone without knowing their ability like doing that whole cat and mouse but like the thing, thing with curses is a lot of them can regenerate so in order to have a chance to like kill them they need to be in your domain because they can't escape yeah. in that sense that was so that was like that, that whole of that whole plot point to what happened in this yeah his i mean the dude's, head is sitting, the dude's head is sitting on the ground and he's talking back to i mean him. okay going to that scene where he just rips off his head and the art style changes to that manga splash where it's just red blood on a black and white screen i was like that's fire no one i see that and i do think it's fire but i've saw karapika do it with uvagin i mean i like so it in like, any sense so it, yeah. it's not like it's special but like when they do it and the way it looked map i know like, i'm just went saying all, map went all out with that one nothing will compete with the chains flying in his red eyes with the blood you're like and he brought a shovel to that fucking fight that's a flex I mean, okay, I like Gojo did pretty much like a similar thing, but his Gojo, was, he was yeah, he he, he brought Yuji own. to the fight, and and the whole time Jogo, which is the volcano like, the guy, was like, oh, you have him as a shield, so I can't kill him. That's not a good idea because you know I'll destroy you. And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, he's like, I came here for an educational lesson. I'm he's taking like, my yeah. pupil. I'm going to teach it. I was like, yo, that's a flex and a half. Yeah, he's like, bro, you're under the fatal misunderstanding that I respect you as a fucking opponent. (laughs) Pretty much, he's like, (laughs) and and the whole time, he's like trying to explain to you, he's like, I'm trying to get you at that level, because all of you guys are not at that level, so the whole point is to train you to be that level, you know? Dude, yeah, and I, that was another point I wanted to say, was that's so good. He points to him, he's like, that's the level you need to be at. Mm-hmm. That dude's stronger than Sukuna with two fingers. Sukuna is stronger than the special thing that beat the fucking hell out of you. Like, you mm-hmm. literally immediately have a goalpost to reach. And then beyond that, you have, like, plot points like the sports festival, 
other cursed spirit hunts. Yeah. Finger hunting. There's like so much stuff. There's a lot of stuff set up right now. Yeah, and they've done such the pacing of this show has been really like the pacing has been really good. Like really fucking good. From nothing what I remember from the manga, it's been solid. Yeah, it like everything's easy to absorb, but it's moving quickly. Mm -hmm. And they're introducing complex shit, but they're doing it in a way that's not like like he brought him to teach him about domains, but he's also teaching us about domains in that sense. And like Satori is not smart, neither am I, but we both fucking walked away from that being like, huh, domains. Well, technically you keep calling um it's Gojo Satoru and it's Yuji who is the student. Just so you can clear up on that. Oh, one. really? My bad. Yes, yes. I was Yuji? like, I was trying to, I was trying to pick up on who you were talking about. Yuji's what's, the. What's Yuji's last name? Or Itadori. First name? Itadori. Itadori Yuji. That's right. Okay. What's the other mm-hmm. dude's name with the Megumi wolves? Fushigoro. His name's Megumi. Mm-hmm. Megumi's that's... like a female name. Yeah, that's. And, wait, oh, that, that's. That's a minor plot that. point that happens later on. He, that he's yeah, like, I hate my name. He know? hates his he dad for it. giving him a female's mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, this show's tight. And I I see the connection to how it's like Nen, but I also like that it's like very much its own thing. And I oh, like, like the added element of like fighting in domains and having your domain try and like overpower someone else's Mm -hmm. that's just like a whole other fucking added element i mean that scene where he just says okay i'll show you my domain he just says infinity like that was watching that visually i was like and then i like when they pulled back he's in like a side it's like in a fucking room the the area that he has him contained in it's not like he's got him in this fucking it's literally the biggest mind fuck like it'd be like sitting in a dark room and then having like a bunch of fucked up visuals fly at you on a like on the giant screen like one of yeah. those like theaters like, that are 360 yeah it's like in the sixth dimension where you're like feeling it in your colon for some reason and, and it, it, literally his ability is just like sensory overload you experience everything and, like, if you've ever watched Bleach, you have that scene with Mayuri Kuritsuchi against, um, yeah. what's his name? I'm blanking. He's the number seventh of Spada. And he's slicing him, and he basically did the neurotoxin into him. And so everything he's experiencing is, like, one millionth of a second or something like that. And he's doing his whole perfection speech. It's like that same vibe you're getting from that scene. Not as, like, drastically dark, but Gojo does have that essence. Like, he, he seems like a dark unruly character because he always threatened to kill people like every other episode he's one of those characters like but he's, he's like super lighthearted too yeah he's got i don't know it'd be like if you fucking dipped a rattlesnake in chocolate you know where it's like hey a chocolate snake it's probably sweet and then it's like no it's a snake you're dumb fuck you Nah, it's poisonous man it'll kill you yeah you do the wrong a, things that's the like, type of personality he has at times yeah, he's like, and, and you see it way more later on. Kid. Yeah, he's a sour patch kid, pretty much. And you see it a lot more over time. And like the way they flesh out his character and you see who he is, they do a uh, fantastic Oh, job. I mean, he's fully prepared to kill all the higher ups mm-hmm. in his entire organization. So I'm like, 
and he's training he's radicalizing his students i'm like i see what you're doing but you're really cool so i'm just gonna ignore it <laughs> I mean, he's not <laughs> doing it for any ulterior ulterior motive he just wants people who are competent that's like his goal he's like i'm the strongest yeah. there is so if i'm gonna be a teacher i'm doing it to make other people competent to be on my level yeah, and that's yeah. why you get that scene where he's talking about the three students specifically. Now, this is, in case you didn't know, there is a prequel manga that's like the first, it's a zero chapter and it's like four chapters long, essentially, with one of those students. And it's probably never going to be adapted unless it's an OVA, but it's a really tight story and you get most of the second years involved with that and you get to see more of them and like a dispute they have with that one character who's pretty much not shown in the main series yet. And then there's that third year student who they haven't shown at all. And he's still a mystery. But like oh, yeah, the I way they go about it. Saving. It was in one ep- it was the episode where Yuji came back and he was naked and he's like, oh, I'm naked. But the actual manga scene is like, oh, my dick's out. And I was like, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> he's right in front of the one <laughs> nurse chick. And it's yeah. Like, oh, man. And that's the one thing I really like about the series is especially with the dark series when you have the comedy they have and it's done so smooth without yeah. taking away tension it's the way fantastic. Fire Force needs to well if Fire Force was a darker series like if this episode in Fire Force happened and they handled comedy in like well it's not manner, even they handled comedy with darkness really well but Fire Force just the way of adding levity to a scene that would otherwise oh, a heavy not scene be funny. yeah like uh like you have the scene it's AJK jogo versus you know really well. it's jogo versus gojo and they're fighting to like the death essentially and he's just making it a training lesson like bro that's hilarious but at the same time you have like that sense that this is a strong guy because it's mentioned and you have that scene in the prior episode where he just incinerates the whole cafe like that one guy quits because he feels like he's about to die and then Dude, he just straight yeah. up murders everyone. And, and that's his, the like, type of intensity you're getting from the this first attack constantly. he launches on uh, Gojo's like a fucking full eruption that launches like you think, across you, you the think forest. Like, oh, he got hit, dead impact. And then, you know, Gojo's like, oh, well, you tried. And yeah, he does it to him twice, him. too. Man, he, it's, does, it's, he takes a second. Like, he tells him to blast. hold his hand. So he can understand what's happening. I'm like, bro, you just gonna flex on my guy like that? Like, yeah, they that's gruesome, man. The way they do it is, I don't know. I think they just handle the light and the dark really well. It's done fantastic. That was like one of my favorite things about the early series. But like, one of my favorite scenes is that scene where um, Sukuna, like you're like, oh, him and Yuji, they're a pair. So essentially, at the end of the day, they have to work together. That's not the case. Sukuna is like one of the best antagonists in like current shonen series in this generation. Like outside of the other antagonist who I can't say because that'd be a spoiler, who's also fantastic. But like the way he works is like he, you have that episode, episode five, where he rips out his heart. And because Sukuna's a curse, he's like, I don't need this to live. But you know who does? Yeah. Yuji. And so it's Fushigoro who's like struggling. He's like, what do I do now? And so he ends up fighting him, and that's like a wicked cool fight that they do. But then you have that scene where Megumi's like, all right, he's about to attack him, and you see Sukuna's prepared for that, but he he holds himself back. And in doing so, Yuji's able to come out because he knows that, like, 
yeah, Megumi's doing this for him. So he gains yeah. control, knowing what's going to happen. Yeah, Yuji's would and that's die. how he essentially dies yeah. in the episode. And then the deal Sukuna strikes. You just the like, deal with Sukuna, and you, you're just like, no way, I'm not going to do this. And like he has that scene where he sucker punches him, and it's like, all right, it's going to be a real fight. Two seconds later, his head's chopped off, and you're like, yeah. what just happened? he just wakes up. He just wakes up. I'm like, bro, as brutal as the series can be, man, like, I love every bit of it. And yeah, it's the pretty next, tight. The next arc to come, like the next episode is going to introduce one of my favorite characters who's a part of one of the best romances in anime. And I will stand by that fact because I can't even say his name yet. But like him and one of the characters, they have this whole fight scene that that's going to be in the second half of the season. I'm hoping it's going to be like one of the last set of episodes. It's one of the most entertaining things to watch. But like the next arc that features that one guy who's in that beach chair in the last episode mm-hmm. he's going to be a focus as an antagonist and there's going to be more to him which i guess is somewhat a spoiler but not too bad is so he like, half curse half human bro i had someone say the same thing to me it's like hey is this guy half curse half human i'm like Yo, why does everyone keep telling me that like it was the I'm eyes gonna, i'm not gonna tell you exactly how it works but like this dude is brutal like it's one of those villains i just hate to love type thing like this guy he does the disgusting, most abhorrent things, man. I hate this dude with this passion, but he's so good as a villain. I'm like, I want you dead, but I need more of you. It's like a love-hate relationship. I hate the hate. No. Oh, he's such a good, such a good villain, man. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah. But he's got, once like, that arc, once that arc happens. His two different eyes made me think. I feel like that's the same thing with everyone. But you know what? You yeah. know what? You want to talk about eyes? And Gojo took off his blindfold and it was like, bro, would you be gay for that man? Maybe. Hey, he's like the most beautiful eyes. The piercing blue eyes of a Siberian husky. And like when he takes it off, he looks like an absolutely like innocent, wholesome person. Like it's the softest per- human being. But when his blindfold's on, it's like, yeah, he looks like he's pretty edgy. But like with it off, different guy. Two different people, man. Dude, yeah, there's a guy in a food wars looks just like him when he has his thing off he's like the french chef like super sensitive so i was just like laughing because i was like bro you look like (laughs) a fucking french chef from an edgy anime (laughs) oh man it's good i mean he's pretty much like a rip for uh kakashi like i'll say my controversial take i like him more than kakashi especially like if you're going base naruto kakashi doesn't get really good in such a food in anyways so i can at least say if if i want to make the argument He's better Kakashi, than the original Naruto. Kakashi literally is just in base Naruto's, just kind of a pervy old man who just kind of like fights Sasuke. He has his fl- he has his hand. cool moments like with Sabuza and stuff, but he doesn't do much as a teacher. And that's like my one one biggest complaint why I can't love Kakashi as much as like as a teacher he has his moments, but he's not that good because they don't yeah. give him any time to work just with. Grab as the a bell, bitch. You know, like, it, you don't see him actually getting those moments. They're all, like, side panels and, like, one-offs and things like that. And he's never actually there. But, like, Gojo, man, he's there every step of the way. This man is committed to his craft. And, like, you see his personality every step of the way, and it's fantastic. He's a better teacher than All Might. Bro, fact, easily. Far none. One of the, one of the best out there. But, but like, his dad know, might. So that's pretty much all the series we got going for us. Like, Jujutsu Kaisen, like, is one of my favorite shows this season. I want to see Attack on Titan come out. Like, those shows are going to be hitting off this year. High impact, you know. 
But yeah, yeah, I need Attack on Titan. Bro, it's gonna come out in two, three more weeks, man. We're we're getting to it. And once we get to it, we'll have an episode dedicated to just talking about Attack on Titan, you know. Just maybe looking forward to it. Yeah, just enough course is looking forward to Attack on Titan talk. One of like five anime he watches, you know. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for all the shows we gotta talk about. I mean, we've recommend like the only show I wouldn't recommend that I watch is Noblest. But like shows like Ikabukuro <laughs> or you know, like Assault Lily or Adachi, those are more niche and like less or Kumakum Kum Bear, those are more niche, not for everyone type of things. But like shows like, you know, Fire Force, which has its hit or miss moments lately. You know, it's still overall good, you know. Haikyuu, fantastic. Talentless Nana, definitely one of the better shows this season. Tony Kawai, I feel like, is a really popular for good reason. In Jujutsu Kaisen, you know, there's good shows to work with. Or if you're into horror, Higarashi, definitely hit that up. But that's Akudama it Akudama Drive. Yeah, I got to watch Akudama Drive for Troy. I had it, like, open on my tab all week, and I was like, oh, I just need time to watch it, and we'll get to it. But, yeah, thanks for joining us. Say goodbye, Troy. Bye. Justin, say peace out to the people. Yeah. One day he's going to say something other than yeah. You know, it's going to happen. It's my hope and dream. But that's it for this episode. Next week, I don't know what we have planned. Hopefully it's something good. Maybe we'll talk about the philosophy of why Buggy is voicing the volcano-headed character in Jujutsu Kaisen. Because King Buggy is king of the world. That, that needs an episode dedicated to itself. That's it. 